Hello and welcome. This is the 14th episode of the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I am your host, Amar Grigic. And today I have a very special guest from uh, New.nl. His name is uh, Niels Kaspers and he is a product manager there. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Um, Could you tell me a little bit about how you got started? Yes, of course. I mean, a few years ago, like a lot of years ago, I started my study. Uh, My study was about digital marketing and entrepreneurship. I did a lot of projects there. Let's say I did quite a lot of projects outside of study mm-hmm. because uh, my study was, yeah, I mean, you had like kind of a few hours of study during the week, uh, but you could also get like motivated because of that, uh, at least I am, um, to do more stuff mm-hmm. outside of your school. Um, and this is kind of my uh, first start of like my tech, uh, tech journey. Yeah, tech journey. Um, so first of all, I started building websites. It was kind of the first thing also what kind of tech people uh, start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and this interested me also in uh, like doing other things. Uh, I, I started my own company also during my uh, uh, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, called Ecosent. It's like a sustainable uh, consultancy uh, company. Uh, well, and then you're there like it's like an 18-year-old guy and like uh, exploring the world and doing everything you could. Uh, kind of funny, but also a good la- way of learning. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. And um, yeah, then I started off with some uh, like some real uh, orientated uh, jobs. Actually, um, I worked at a media company to do some uh, yeah, advertising. Actually, online advertising. Uh, yeah, this got me more into the world of like uh, the digital world. Um, this got my interest also, and uh, yeah, and then of course you should also like end your study. Uh, so I ended my study, but I like kind of prefer to do uh, like a job my somewhere somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for Greeds a few months, few years, uh, let's say a year, um, uh, to do some CRO, uh, some uh, conversion rate optimization. Uh, super interesting to do some A/B testing, and this is kind of also my uh, yeah my kind of my area where I'm like participating in now. And uh, after that, uh, yeah, I did some uh, more things with uh, Buster Rent, some online marketing also. It's like a bus renting company, uh, a lot of stuff with online marketing. And then I actually like chose uh, to work for Nudotunnel. Mm-hmm. Nudotunnel uh, was kind of focused uh, on the product. Uh, I talked with Jura, our head of product, and uh, he was very interested in uh, getting me into the company. And uh, yeah, for me, it sounded very well. I was also like uh, kind of getting into the product, uh, product area. Uh, because I read a lot of articles, books, and uh, yeah, I, I wanted to make the first uh, serious step, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I got a new to know. Well, I mean, a great chance for my age and like my ambitious plan. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was only a good thing, I think. And uh, since now I'm there working from January, and uh, yeah, working for the the biggest uh, news company in the Netherlands. It's like uh, yeah. It's great, of course. Yeah, because that's what you do, right? Uh, uh, now is a news website where you just uh, pretty much read the news, but uh, yeah. uh, you do a lot more than that as well, right? In other areas. Yeah, uh, yeah. Could you sure. tell a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, in the end, you also should like focus on the news. I mean, you you should you bring the news first. That's like your first thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and besides that, we also like we are not depending on uh, like, for example, we need to make profit in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also like important that you have the commercial side of the company. Uh, so how do you make a balance in that? And that's how we do it. Like we first choose for the news, and then like besides that, we try to uh, give an extra addition to the news value. Mm-hmm. And that's how we do it with extra commercial uh, concepts. Yeah. Uh, so for example, we have new out right now. Uh, it's kind of where you can get tips and uh, like uh, events which you can do in the weekend. Uh, we give you inspiration for that. 
But then on the other hand, we also uh, hang a commercial thing out of it. So on both hands, we uh, like add like news value mm-hmm. for the, for the for the user. And on the other hand, we uh, yeah we do the commercial side also. Yeah, uh, that's how we try to keep a balance in it actually. So uh, yeah, that's the most important, I think. Okay. And your role is a product manager. Um, what does that entail? So, what 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 do you do as a product manager at Nudotunel? Yeah, maybe I should like tell a little bit like about Nudotunel first. Yeah, like sure. Then, yeah, uh, go ahead. Like daily, we reach yeah. more than two million unique users. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot. Uh, monthly, we use um, we reach seven million users. So, uh, yeah, you can imagine that's almost uh, half of uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that through apps and website. Only digital, so uh, yeah, that's the most important. Um, yeah, and my function, my title is a job manager, my product manager. Uh, let's say I'm responsible for the growth uh, of our products, okay, and mainly for the bigger projects and concepts. So, what do I do? I make ideas, the ideas go to concepts, uh, we test the concepts, and we validate the concepts, okay. Um, and validate. We have a lot of users, so we also make use of that. We try to uh, give them concepts. We say like, okay, um, uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And so we can have like a good uh, reflection of how it's going to work in uh, if we're going real or live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will actually give like a good concept to the product owners, which they can say, okay, uh, should we do it or should we not do it? And then we can uh, put it in development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first stage of like from idea to concept, uh, testing and design, uh, that's actually my part. And then uh, the product owner comes with uh, development, uh, maintaining and optimization. Mm-hmm. And sometimes also will uh, come by with uh, optimization wise. Uh, so I would say like uh, data is super important for me. Uh, data, for example, uh, from the use- usage of the users, mm-hmm. uh, but also the data from our surveys we daily uh, like put on. Uh, user testing is super important. We do it like every week, at least one or two tests. Not like user testing in uh, remote, but more like uh, surveys online, uh, simple tricks in our app uh, to show the users if there is actually like a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speed. I yeah. mean, uh, it's like a big a lot of projects uh, nowadays. You also, if you look at a lot of like other bigger projects, it takes like years and months and like it's yeah sometimes people get stuck in like the process and not like the projects Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think the main thing is that we uh, produce a lot of ideas concepts first before it goes live so we then can choose which one is the best Mm. Uh, before you do focus on one project only uh, make it the best uh, because it's also like the way you're processing uh, the project yeah um, you will learn from that so you can make it like your way you want it in the beginning, but in the end, it's always going to be a different. Uh, so we always say like we can do reproduce on a lot of speed. We make uh, a concept which is ready for produce uh, production, mm-hmm. but we will optimize during the way. Mm. And so uh, I, I was I was thinking about that uh, that first step because you do the the concepting and and stuff like that mm-hmm. and. How do you actually test with users uh, in that phase? Because you're not on production yet. Uh, how how do you actually test if you're if this is going to be a, f- a feature that you want to roll out to production, for example? How, how do you test that? Well, I think a great example is a smoke test, for example. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. 
Um, Smoked is actually like uh, kind of you ask the uh, user if they want to use this. Okay, like, like you, that, yeah. Yeah, like you act if it's there, mm-hmm. um, but it's not there. For example, you can adjust the um, uh, order of the, the, the topics news. we have in yeah. Yeah. And then we say, okay, you can adjust it now, adjust. Uh, so they click on adjust. Or I can click on no, I don't want it, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see actually the demand of uh, how the people want it or not, mm. and that's kind of an example how we uh, measure that. And what do we have more? We uh, yeah test a lot. Like um, uh, for example, we give five options which they want to, uh, which the user maybe wants to do in the product. Um, and I can actually like choose between those five. Like, uh, okay, I would like oh, to have okay. this and this. So it's very interactive. We use a lot of like different ways of asking it because in the end, if you're asking a user like, "Do you want this or do you want this?" Yeah. They, they usually say, don't know uh, as well. You you you, yeah. you have the you have the um, the user maybe doesn't even know that they want it. That's, exactly. That's the yeah. maybe the thing. Or they're likely to say yes, mm. and it's either of those two. So it's very difficult to like sometimes ask if you want this or you want this. Mm. So how do you filter through that? So uh, say for instance they say yes every time. Yeah, would be nice <laughs> <laughs> to my boss. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it depends on which topic it is, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, the bigger concepts is also like um, we kind of do it multiple channel. So if we see, for example, in a survey that people want it, uh, we see through the food feedback uh, people want it. We go on the streets, we ask people like that if they want it. Uh, so we we use like multiple channels to ask them or like to get a better uh, view of the okay. demand actually. Yeah. yeah. And does that happen in kind of a panel form? So you have uh, a set amount of users that you ask that to or how does that work? Uh, yeah, we have a panel, an online panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mainly we make use of the um, uh, user section on the side and we like also to uh, talk with people which don't use like new.nl because mm-hmm. it gives us another perception of our perspective um, and I think that's the most important because otherwise you will get stuck in your your hard users or your hardcore users yeah uh, so we have the panel we use it sometimes uh, but mainly we try to do it for uh, through different channels yeah uh, offline online uh, yeah, for us it really doesn't matter but um, the more the better actually yeah I was thinking about a podcast I did uh, a while ago with vamp vamp is uh, is also a product that uh, kind of gives you the option to actually test with real life users okay so it will what what will happen is actually that you have two releases next to each other on production, mm-hmm. but you kind of route the the for for example you route the all the people that have Firefox mm-hmm. to that new version, and you actually measure okay, uh, do you like this or do you don't or don't you like this? So mm-hmm. if for example you have I don't know you set a threshold of eighty percent or ninety yeah. percent, if eighty or ninety percent of those users like it. Mm-hmm it will actually know, okay, I have a rule set up to roll this out and say, okay, this is actually the new version. Yeah. So it, it would be uh, kind of a real world testing uh, without impacting everyone because that's the, that's the key why a lot of production testing doesn't happen is uh, you, you don't want to impact everyone by yeah. do, introducing something that maybe doesn't work or maybe the user doesn't even want. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's only also the main reason why we uh, do A-B testing and next to A-B testing, we 
uh, validate A/B testing also with qualitative uh, input. Yeah. So what do we do? Uh, we test through A/B testing and uh, several variations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ask them out in an online survey tool uh, we use, and this can like trigger the variation. Mm. So you can actually ask, for example, a few. What do you think of the overview of the website right now? Mm-hmm. And if you ask it in several variations, you can actually see the qualitative part and the quantitative part. So how do they actually say it's different and how do they actually act it's different? Mm. So act is through A-B testing then and say it's uh, like through the qualitative uh, input. Okay. And could you tell a little bit about uh, some of the innovations and the the projects you uh, have done at new.nl because you're there now for a little over a uh, little under a year. Uh, so uh, what have you done in that in that period? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, since January this year. Um, I think the main part like where we started a few months ago with is uh, Menu. It's actually a personalized news feed which you can like adjust with tags. Uh, you can follow tags. You can remove them. Uh, and I think this is like obviously in like a small stage, in you know, one mm-hmm. of the first stages. And it's uh, like a constant like process of optimizing and, and so on. And we are we are not there yet. We are definitely not like in the end or uh, where which the user actually wants. Uh, but I think it's good that we actually like produce it, like we we we, we put it in live. Uh, so actually, we were learning it from now. Mm. Uh, we listen to the feedback. We put like surveys online, like especially in that area, to ask them what do you want, what do you want different, uh, how does it look like. Um, so we're constantly in a process of optimizing. Mm. And I think it's a very nice first step of uh, personalization because a lot of news parties are like uh, talking about personalization, of course. But nobody actually does or know how it actually works for uh, news. Mm. And everyone's trying. Uh, we're also trying, of course, but I think it's a very nice step. And also what we see kind of is that our users also don't want to do it. They want to like, we want to do it for them. Yeah, you need to say, learn from your users so you can actually make that choice for them instead of them setting it up because they were like, okay, I just want to read the news. I don't really want to set up a news feed. Exactly. Yeah. Our users, or I must say like everyone, like I think every product yeah. has super lazy uh, users. Yeah. Or let's say if you're not really in tech orientated when people are really orientating in like features and so on, mm. uh, people are lazy. Uh, so we are also like figuring it out. Maybe we should do it for them. And um, that's that's kind of a thing, like the next step we're trying to do in menu. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's an interesting topic. I mean, in the other hand, you you think like personalization, you should do it by your own because you know the best yeah, for yourself what you yeah. should do. But I mean, if you look at the resources we can use right now nowadays, like AI and so on, it's yeah, yeah. You you can probably based on some of the picks they do, uh, and you can, you can make the pick picks pretty basic, right? You'll just say okay. Uh, these are kind of topics that we have or maybe genres that we have yeah. uh, and just say, okay, pick five or something like that. Yeah. And based on that, you can already ca- kind of calculate what would be interesting for that user, right? Yeah, true. Is that also how it works on uh, Manu or do you really have to pick uh, a specific like topic that you have on uh, on your website? How, how does it work? Well, let's say if you're going into the first user flow uh, in Manu, uh, you have like two kind of bars uh, which are actual topics and, or actual text, let's say that, mm-hmm. and uh, special text for you. And the special texts are based on your reading history. Uh, so this is kind of where we help them also to 
to push them a little bit in their direction or to help them uh yeah choose some uh tags actually mm-hmm. um but then you come to the next part the filter bubble and that's also super important of course so that's what we try to uh differentiate a little bit we have the the actual topics so like very common uh all the topics together mm-hmm. and we have the topics specially for them it's also a little bit our mission and vision we have the part which we can say uh this is what you need to know this is what we think you need to know yeah and this is what you can choose for your own what you want to know mm. uh this is also where you can tackle this a little bit mm. and uh, this is the main thing also with personalization of course yeah um yeah you don't want that and we have the responsibility also as a news company to especially as the biggest news company yeah to like give the people the news they actually need or must to hear also yeah because i think a lot of people use new.nl um <laughs> mainly because of the <laughs> short domain name <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super easy of course yeah it's super easy of course but i also think that the uh the variety and actually the way it's uh, laid out is one of the things that maybe uh draws people to it mm-hmm. because it's not you don't really have a lot of things next to your news or whatever uh, other than maybe some ads or whatever but uh, it, it it's really focused on the news and in in some cases uh what i've noticed in news sites is that they also want to do like kind of entertainment or whatever however you want to call it but uh i'm just there for the news right yeah that, that's my that's my big goal here yeah. so um uh, we touched on it a little bit. I think uh, we did already. But uh, Nuno is kind of part of a bigger uh, company which has uh, multiple publications uh, called the uh, Sanoma. Uh, yeah, that's true. How does that help uh, you in your work? Uh, for example, for doing th- stuff for Nuno or other particular challenges. Uh, how how does that help? Yeah, it's f- actually fun because. I must say we're kind of the, the smaller company uh, within Sanoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're around 130 employees, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sanoma is like kind of a lot. Mm. And um, th- the main thing we have is what we gain is like uh, experience and knowledge. Uh, for example, our AB tester is part of Sanoma and not of Noodle to Know. Okay. Um, so this is also like how we cooperate a little bit. Mm. So we do what best is for Sanoma. They do what best is for us to help us, to help each other. Uh, so sometimes we're also like busy with uh, online performance. This is a team which they use for like uh, online advertising and so on. So we kind of support each other a little bit. But on the other hand, it's also sometimes a little bit more difficult uh, more stakeholders, and that's what we kind of try to avoid also. Yeah. Uh, because at Noodle to Now, we have like kind of a startup culture. Yeah. Uh, and we want to keep that. We want to keep that form because it's, it gives us a lot of opportunities. And uh, we want to say in that Keeps like, you flexible culture. as well. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, yeah, sometimes the stakeholders so. And uh, I must say, with bigger projects, it's sometimes more difficult to uh, like push them through. Yeah. Uh, because, it, yeah gets more impact more money yeah of course more, more cost depends on and what uh so for example you're doing a project and you want to kind of do something mm-hmm. is that still uh, you, you can take the decision yourself right because uh, new.nl is actually operating by themselves uh, by itself right yeah 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 so you don't need to 
uh, go well of course i mean if it's a substantial amount of money that you need mm. to uh, implement it will probably take some uh convincing of the on the other yeah end. for sure uh so it, it is it is still your own thing you mm-hmm. can still uh, say okay I, I want to do this or i want to do that is yeah. that correct uh yeah that's true but um let's say that yeah the people from higher management are also like very experienced people uh from Sanama, i mean mm-hmm. um and they also like think a lot of things about our our product and uh in the end we need to have a goal in the end in, in the year and uh, if they say it's 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 gonna be okay or it's not gonna be okay they like need to steer us a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because in the end we need to get our target and in the end of course we need to do it by ourselves but high over, like like the higher level, mm-hmm. uh, they will give us also a kind of direction, like where we go to. And on the other hand, it's it's kind of nice. Uh, but for me, also the, to- the 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 task actually to um, put a lot of ideas before everyone knows mm-hmm. in a concept, and let's see if it works. If I can like tell them, convince them that it works, then yeah, who is that to say that we yeah. can do it? Yeah, and. Uh, a tricky topic I wanted to discuss as well is uh, fake news. <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a thing that has been popping up a, a lot lately. I talked to RTL News uh, a while ago, um, and I also asked them: Is that is there like any technological things that you do to kind of stop that, or is, do you th- uh, also think uh, like RTL News does that it has to do a lot with just being a good journalist? Uh, what, what do you think uh, uh, about um, that? Two sides, I think. Um, on the other hand, we're also like following all the technologies, of course, like, which uh, are showing okay how so how we can tackle the, the fake news out of it. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, it's also our journalists. Uh, we actually train them to be specialists in uh, searching if it's like fake news or not, or let's do research for uh, this news. Yeah. Um, so we make everyone specialist in their own work. Is it like true what you're saying? Where is it based on? And uh, yeah, is it like valid to like produce this on the on the website? Because in the end, Noodletonel is a very neutral uh, like company. Yeah, uh, we want to put like no neutral news uh, for the users. Uh, so that's a, that's an extra thing we need to deal with. Uh, but I think nowadays the technology is like okay. Besides the fact that Facebook is doing well with the fake news uh, part, yeah, um, but we can't implement those kind of uh, technologies yet. Yeah. Uh, so on the other hand, we 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 kind of do it by ourselves right now. Yeah. Uh, because the human hand still can do a lot of research pretty fast, especially if you like train them in doing it. Yeah. Um, so in the end, we do it by ourselves, but we we still keep track on the, the fake news technologies, of course. Yeah, and I think the 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 uh, that's something that I think about a lot is that I think that uh, humans are kind of better in uh, deciding some stuff uh, based on very little data. Yeah. So uh, uh, you need to have large amounts of data if you want to make an a, make a good decision with uh, kind of machine learning or yeah. whatever like that. Yeah. Uh, it 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 really it really. In in some cases, it just boils down to someone taking a uh, taking a decision and actually seeing okay, yeah. um, based on what I see here, it's it's not real or it's it's just fake. Yeah, right? yeah. And companies as Facebook and Google, of course, they can search their own database. I mean, they have like plenty of like 
sources where they yeah. can get it from. Yeah. And we need to do it or from our own platform or we need to do our own research. Yeah. Yeah, because you it's just a capacity thing. Yeah. I mean, with 120 people, I mean, that that is still a substantial amount. It's not a it's not a small company. That's uh, true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in in comparison to for example Google or Facebook, it's yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really a small a yeah. small portion. Mhm. So there are a lot of innovations in in the voice space as well. So in the kind mm-hmm. of uh, voice at home and uh, and and stuff like that. So have you already done something with that? Uh, like implemented something that people can uh, get the news from uh, maybe Google Home or Amazon Alexa? Well, um, I'm I'm not sure if you have seen the, a few weeks ago we produced like a research with uh, RTL News. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also all about voice, yeah. And because we both wanted to know like uh, what kind of demand is there right now in the in the voice world. Yeah, which is actually sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, which is actually interesting to me because uh, I talked about uh, kind of being competitors. So uh, I, I talked to Marjolein from RTL News as well, and I asked her question: uh, I, Do you guys see each other as competitors? And this kind of uh, uh, says to me that you still want to work on some kind of things uh, together right yeah it was also like it was since a long time one of the first times we did this also but um i think in the end like you will learn from each other also and uh it was kind of the first thing which we said maybe it's good to do because we didn't know each other like targets target groups let's say that i mean for us everyone is the target group actually because we want to deliver the news to everyone uh, but we also want to learn from other companies what are their target groups, and uh, RTL also wants to know from our company. Uh, so we like kind of shared knowledges, and I mean, voice is kind of like a new topic also uh, for a lot of companies. And uh, I think it was good that we like uh, put like our knowledge together, and and and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's also a learning process um, because you go you go with like two parties like two competitors together mm. uh, it sounds weird for a lot of people also but uh it's only a research i mean um in the end we both share the knowledge together with the both companies yeah uh so it's like a win-win situation actually i mean we put less effort in it and we get more amount of uh, responses on it yeah and it makes both products better in that case yeah yeah, yeah because they can deliver it better maybe and maybe you also can actually profit from uh being able to to do it so so did you actually implement something is there already something that people can use uh well of course you can say like in uh, google assistant or google home you can uh, already talk with new.nl you can say okay. met new.nl. yeah uh, or talk with new.nl yeah uh and then you will play actually a podcast uh which we are producing every day uh, but uh, not really like uh, like if you say like an action or something you can't really like uh, in a chat Give me conversation the news for something or yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, that's not like uh, going on right now um, but we're like uh, thinking about an audio concept uh, which we are kind of want to produce every day multiple times a day uh, where we can like give a kind of a radio bulletin. Uh, to the people, yeah, and this is one you want to like distribute to a lot of voice channels. So, uh, for example, I saw RTL also doing uh, something with WhatsApp. Mm. Um, yeah, these kind of channels we're also like thinking about to like uh, distribute it from. Yeah, um, and voice assistant uh, Google Home would be a nice uh, channel as well. Yeah, well, I was thinking about because you mentioned that my new part, so the, mm-hmm. the my new. Um, uh, what What's interesting to me there is maybe that. When you go through that voice channel and stuff like that, 
it may be, uh, but that that's that's something that just popped into my head. Maybe it would be interesting in a later stage to say, okay, let's couple your kind of Google account mm-hmm. or your Amazon account to your my new, so you can have like a personalized news feed uh, through voice. Do you think that that well, it it's hard because you need mm-hmm. to kind of say, okay, uh, you like these topics, so we'll give you this audio file. Yeah. Yeah, true. And um, I think that's a really, really nice uh, thing if you would add it to the uh, like the concept. Yeah. Uh, we're also searching for something like an addition value which you can give into this voice. Mm. Uh, and a connection with your account would be super nice because then you have your own news and your own uh, topics which you follow. Um, but it's not for the first version, let's say. No, that. of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, you need to still get kind of the data of how people yeah. like this in the first place. And also... The adaptation is still low mm-hmm. uh, within the Netherlands just because of the uh, the assistance not kind of supporting Dutch at mm-hmm. the moment. Uh, that that makes it difficult as well, I think. Yeah, it is right now, but not really like how it's supposed to be. Let's yeah. say that. Yeah, and it will become better in the next coming months because uh, the the machine is also like learning from each other and from the uh, usage of the people, of course. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we also said like, okay, we put a little bit on hold. We're also like foc- not f- fully focusing on it. We keep it in mind, we come with an audio concept and voice would be one of the channels and yeah. we try to learn from that and uh, hopefully we can put like better versions uh, into it like in the next coming months. Yeah. Uh, but for now, if you look at like KLM or something, yeah, they put like four voice concepts like with very, where you can book your own flight and so on. Uh, yeah, it's not, for us, not very uh, interesting to do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it 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 all depends on the adaptation, I think. In that case, yeah. uh, it it depends on how many people are going to have a voice assistant in their home. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, while it is still low at the moment, I will. I think it will get yeah. get there. Yeah, uh, I agree. it will take a few years, but uh, yeah, maybe it, less. I mean, right now it's really upcoming. I mean, the previous week the Google Home came, uh, of course. Yeah, uh, or a couple of weeks. Um, which yeah. is going to be sold at Albert Heijn, actually, a yeah. big supermarket in in the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, I mean that says also something, of course, and uh, yeah. maybe it's it's going uh, like better than now because in America you see like this huge transition that everyone is using voice, talking on the streets to their phones, and yeah, it's it's still weird insane. to me. I, I I talked to as a in the in the previous podcast with uh, with RTL News as well is that to me it feel still feels kind of awkward to talk yeah. to a thing like that. Yeah. I think that's the main problem also in the Netherlands. People are ashamed to do it uh, in public. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally weird to talk to my phone. Yeah, I mean, at home, I'm also like thinking, okay, maybe maybe someone's hearing me that I'm talking <laughs> on my own, you know? like. Uh, yeah. But, do you think uh, that's yeah. a big problem that people still think that kind of their privacy is being invaded by by those kind of things? We're not, we're not that, we're not that uh, into kind of, embracing this kind of thing uh, that fast because uh, the, the the weird thing is that uh, when i look at it we already kind of embraced it by using a smartphone yeah that's yeah. something people uh, forget about all the time is that you already have a kind of device that's always listening to you yeah, uh, yeah. and sometimes i'm already like thinking like uh I'm talking about uh, a drone, and like two hours later, I see a Facebook uh, drone ad for like, <laughs> like commercials. You know, I, just saying. But they've uh, tested that. I think. I think it's there is some truth to it. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's weird that you can talk about hiring a car, and then you yeah, see kind yeah. of a, a Hertz commercial or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm trying to say also, like, 
your phone is always with you. It knows exactly what you do. It's so much data. Uh, so we're like in a transition also with voice. I mean, it can, at one point it can be going super fast, of course. And, yeah. uh, I think, I think people sh- will accept it. Yeah. I think we'll, people will accept it if uh, they if it makes their lives easier. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I think in America you can make your life easier with voice, but mm. here in the Netherlands it's still like a little bit going on. Yeah. And when that comes, I think the the, the yeah the early adapters also will like uh, adapt it more, and like the majority also uh, will come later. Yeah. So. I, I want to touch also on a, a topic that we kind of uh, discussed a little bit. It's it's the layout of New Dardanel. Mm, interesting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it kind of always has fascinated me because of the. It's kind of standard and narrow, yeah. and uh, I, I was actually uh, I was actually wondering why that is. Maybe you can explain that to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good question. Actually, um, I think the main reason because of that is. Uh, like let's say newspapers, we made the transition to digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of began very broad in a wide way uh, yeah. of the website. Uh, they put like advertisements in between. Uh, but the main reason why we didn't do that is because we want to like gain the the reading experience first. Mm-hmm. And around that, we want the advertisements to, of course, have the commercial side. Uh, but I think the reading experience was first centered in the middle, mm-hmm. and I think that's the main reason why we did it and didn't want to look like a, like a newspaper actually, uh, because in the end we are a digital news uh, newspaper. Mm-hmm. Not uh, sorry, not newspaper, <laughs> news uh, outlet. Yeah. yeah, let's say that. Yeah, um, so that's the main reason I think. Um, but nowadays we're also busy with like a new redesign of our website. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, uh, the, there are small. Or maybe it's it's a little bit bigger than uh, than I think, but uh-huh. it looks like a small. Uh, yeah, but that's good. That's good because that's exactly our point of view. Also, we want to do that because we have an A, like an A and a B, mm-hmm. and between this A and a B uh, step, we have like several small steps, mm-hmm. and those small steps we always like test. Uh, so in the end, it can look a little bit weird because mm-hmm. we have like uh, old elements and new elements together on the website uh, but it prevents us to uh, go live from A to B in one big step Yeah, yeah. and that's also because we don't want to use our uh, lose our users mm-hmm. uh, we want to make sure everything works fine so we A-B test everything uh, with small steps so sometimes the website looks a little bit weird but in the end uh, we hopefully have the best website for everyone Yeah. and uh, with a great design you'd redesign and a better reading experience yeah because uh, right now we're also re- very focused on uh, what is the best reading experience for the for the user. Mm. Uh, bigger uh, font size, uh, wider columns, uh, bigger photos. So uh, yeah, these kind of things are uh, main elements in uh, redesign. Yeah, because uh, what what usually what I m- notice usually is that, for example, you have a news article and it just has one picture and just all text. Yeah, and is that is that also something that's like. Uh, that you thought about or that you guys thought about uh, because it's a better experience that way because you don't have all those pictures in between or w- what do you think about that? Well, let's say in the end we don't want to be a magazine. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, And I think if people want to read magazines they uh, they don't want to come to like uh, New Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh and of course maybe we should like sometimes uh, yeah, give more visual content uh, but most of the time, we just want to give it like the whole uh, story. That's that's first. Let's say that. Yeah. And uh, content will come after that. Yeah. So in the first instance, we go for the better or the best user experience of the reading experience. Yeah. And um, that's why it's so narrow. So the in in 
um normally it's the the thing is that if if it's wider it's harder to read in, yeah. in most cases yeah. right that's yeah. that's yeah. the that's the idea yeah. uh, a lot of people uh, i think that you notice that when you start baking a product when you know when you see that uh, for example a website or whatever if it really has a wide column Mm-hmm. It really doesn't read well. Yeah, and you don't know where to focus on also. Yeah. yeah. You're like... Where am I in this sentence, for yeah. example, in this exactly, particular yeah. paragraph? And if you look at... I think it's Washington Post, uh, which also use a very narrow column in the middle, kind of. Yeah. Uh, which is, for me, amazing to read. I'm reading all the articles just because it's like every sentence is so short and I can read it very easily and scroll and it's it's super yeah. nice for me to... Uh, but they do have a, is uh, I don't know if that's the Washington Post, but they do have kind of a wide header and and stuff like that. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. So they true. use the whole, uh, well, the whole width of the of the mm-hmm. page that they can use. But the the article itself is like really narrow and in yeah. centered, right? Yeah, yeah. So the navigation phase is actually very broad and like very of many options. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if once you're in the article, it's to focus on the text. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I think that's the most important. Yeah. Yeah, is that yeah. something that you, uh, you guys would consider as well? Some kind of a similar setup? Yeah, like with the redesign also, it's very important, of course, right now. Um, yeah, the navigation projects. I mean, our website, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with, like, for example, 10 years ago, it looks quite similar. If you, yeah, like it, the, it's the setup. almost the same. Yeah. yeah with small changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And... Um, so you can imagine that if we change something in the navigation right now on the homepage, it's super impactful for a lot of users. They're like very stuck in our process of new.nl, using new.nl. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it's a little bit difficult to break that uh, issue or like to, you know, because they're used to something they always used. Mm. It's like, uh, let's say a TV guide, which they always have in their own home to like, which they use every night. Uh, yeah, I get it. It's, it's... Um you don't want to kind of break that chain of habit just because you want to do a redesign. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're also testing a lot. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I mean, you're still going over from A to B with small steps. But if you compare it from A to B, it's it's a huge difference. Mm. Uh, so it can be that in the end, they also say like, okay, uh, this is nothing for me. It doesn't look like it at all. And, and I don't like it. Okay. So, um, yeah. Where, where do you see the, the future of news going? So where do you think that... Um, for example, the do you think it will be less websites and more kind of interfaces around you, or what do you think about that? Um, yes and no. <laughs> uh, yes, um, because of for example, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, um, uh, we had a post on LinkedIn, I think, and someone was using their fridge for new.nl. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty quite crazy. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, so you can actually like scroll on your fridge uh, through the new.nl newsfeed. Okay. So pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but on the other hand, I also think like uh, we talked about it before, um, it's about adding news value. And I think a website is a great, great uh, to, like, channel to uh, yeah, give news to some people yeah. or an app. Um, so in the end, it will take a lot of time if the interface will really change. Mm. But I think a lot of news companies should keep in mind that they always like have the uh, addition addition value in news uh, on the first position, and not the resources they can use or uh, uh, the yeah distribution uh, which they can uh, follow, kind of. Yeah, it's, the the thing is that um, we're kind of so uh, so tethered to our phones and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We really use our phones a lot. 
Um, it's actually funny the for example people that have an iPhone will have noticed in new version that they have like the screen time yeah so the Android users I, I think already had that um, it kind of gives you an idea of how much you're actually using your phone and mm-hmm. how much sp- time you spend on your phone mm-hmm. uh, I think that that will only change if we can uh, kind of create a a world where every kind of screen around you, or maybe even th- there won't be any screens, mm-hmm. uh, but where you will have some kind of a some kind of a projection or whatever mm-hmm. th- that you can actually give uh, feedback to, because that's the the tricky part here. I mean, we can do projections, but actually interacting with it, it's uh, it's a little bit harder in yeah. that sense. Yeah, true. I-, I think then it will actually really change in combination with your voice, because mm-hmm. the voice, your voice, is actually the Maybe the one of the best instruments that we have as people uh, for interacting. So uh, we, we, of course, we use our hands. I mean, that's another big tool. But uh, voice is going to be. It's it's easier because you don't need to. You yeah, don't really need to do any UX or UI mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, uh, true. I mean, in the end, of course, you need to have like a uh, like a flow, which very functional. True. Uh, and yeah, of course, course of course. Um, but yes, I agree. I mean, in the end, it's like about ease. I mean, you're you're trying to want to like do it as easy as possible. Mm. The less effort, the better, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it goes with voice. I mean, you 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 don't have to open your phone. You just say like, "Hey Siri" or uh, "Hey Google." Yeah. Uh, what is the weather today? Yeah. So it's about ease, like these kind of new channels, also. And I think I believe I really believe in that. But I think a combination indeed of like the projection and the voice would be an interesting combi. Mm. Um, but it will take yeah, it will take some time, I think. Yeah, yeah. the 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 technology isn't there yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or at least it's coming, but uh, it you're you're seeing all kinds of concepts from all kinds of companies, but it really takes a long time before that's actually generally adopted. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So. And also, that's something that uh, I thought about just now is that uh, the the whole power thing is a thing. So the whole energy thing, where, where are you going to get the power from and, and actually doing that? That's mm-hmm. that's the big, the big thing here is that we're uh, really dependent on electricity. Yeah. Uh, and you don't... You, cannot do it wirelessly <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no kind of wireless well there's kind of the wireless charging to, yeah i mean the wireless charging still needs some place that you can put your phone on for example or yeah whatever. exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that when you kind of tackle that problem you can tackle a lot of other problems as well yeah um, so yeah. to wrap up what are you most proud of um i think a few weeks ago, we did a hackathon and um, in AI. Okay. And I think this was a great first step of what we are going to in the next few months. Okay. Um, AI is kind of like untouchable for a lot of people. They want to know a lot about it, uh, but they are still like figuring out how to use it or how to like make it like useful. Yeah. Um, and we did something with push notifications. So what I told earlier about the thing we say you must know mm-hmm. and what you want to know. On the other hand, we have breaking push, which we say like, okay, you must know this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, the thing you want to know, we send you push notifications based on your uh, reading behavior, uh, your location, uh, and you can give us live feedback if you like it or if you don't like it. Mm. Uh, so our uh, machine is learning from that. 
but we also like kind of noticed that uh, people don't want to um, like give feedback in a way that they, for example, you receive a notification about Ajax, mm-hmm. uh, and you say, okay, I don't like it. Does that mean that I never uh, receive Ajax again? Mm-hmm. Or does it mean I just don't like this uh, score against uh, Feyenoord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. yeah. So that's also like the part of which I said earlier. Like uh, we want the, the user wants a lot, but actually the personalized we we should also like give them a little bit like a small push. Mm. And um, I think this is a great first step for us also to uh, gain personalization to the next level, and uh, yeah, to have AI also integrated in the system. Yeah, uh, more than this. And uh, I think this is where we're most proud of. We also won the game uh, <laughs> against against a lot of uh, good other uh, ideas. Um, but I think the main part is that we made it practical and useful. So, uh, and that's the main part was missing with AI. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you say that because um, it's kind of doing the kind of seeing if it's I just don't like this article or I don't like this topic at all. Yeah, that's, that's the the, exactly. the main thing. Yeah. You can like yeah you can't see in the user if what they think about it. No, like, no, they no. can say it, but yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, you don't have any emotion with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, mm. and that's uh, a factor which is like coming through in a lot of uh, things, also with the user testing, the validating of the concepts, uh, and also the personalization, of course. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a factor which we should uh, like keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting, uh, interesting uh, fact. Yeah. Yeah, AI is a is a sketchy topic yeah, because yeah, yeah, for because sure. uh, I actually have a whole podcast coming uh, or or actually at the time of this um, uh, podcast being mm-hmm. live, it will already be being released. Oh, um, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of a, I have a discussion with the or not even a discussion, but it's more of a talk about if that even exists yeah. at this moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. It it kind of it's the same as voice. Maybe I mean, voice is also a little bit like. We're still searching for the addition value. Like it's a it's a hype. Yeah, it's a hype. And where I mean, can we use it? Yeah, it, it, and it's still gimmicky in a lot yeah. of senses. Yeah. It's it's really a gimmick. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting it really to do something other than turning on your lights is uh, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah, it is something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, you for you, being here. Uh, and um, you can find new.nl on. And you yes. <laughs> download the app, visit yeah. the website. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all in Dutch. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that's, unfortunately, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, for the listeners, uh, you can uh, find uh, the Bits vs Byte podcast on uh, bitsvsbytes.com, uh, also on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and um, TuneIn, for example. That's a lot. Yeah, and SoundCloud actually, because we host on. SoundCloud. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and uh, you can follow us on social media uh, it's all bits vs bytes on Instagram uh, Twitter and also on LinkedIn and I want to thank you for your time and until next time